Yes, and fiercely proud of it. Hello, you're on the air. Well, I'll be a son of a bitch. You can't say that on the air. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. Hello, you're on the air. Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to HWA Radio here, coming at you with show 16. And we are here, as uh, joined, as always, from his uh, new ranch. Uh, you hear Jeff updated the ranch out there. It's good old CR. That's right. We bought the uh, the new T-Bone Ranch here in lovely Livingston, Montana. It's a lovely spread. Uh, just moved in a couple weeks ago. And uh, the best part is, I, you know, I posted it on my Facebook page and put a few pictures. And uh, the, the main selling point was the uh, guest cabin. So uh, good old Gene's got his own place. He can stay the hell away from me. <laughs> All right. So with Gene, uh, maybe he'll join us later. Later, if he's uh, if, if he's settled in, or if, when, oh, when, he's in the main house here. He's over. He's in the kitchen making himself some nachos. So uh, I'm sure he'll be around somewhere. Okay, just make sure he doesn't catch a new place on fire. Uh, as we always like to start out here with the men's power rankings, we'll hit that with CR. Well, here we go. You know, there wasn't a whole lot of change in, the, in either the men's or the women's because, quite frankly, we we had a uh, you know a tag team match, an exhibition, and basically two managers matches. And then we had the big uh, the world title match, and there was no change there. So uh, it didn't change a whole lot. But here we go. The uh, the power rankings. Number one, you're reigning and defending uh, going into the pay-per-view uh, world champion is Katungi. Damn right. Number two is my oh, my good friend, that uh, <laughs> the rubber duck gun. Jesus, he's still there. Just hanging on. Uh, number three, we got the uh, inner horseman, or I'm sorry, the horseman television champion, Sabu. Right. And then, uh, you know, as we go down the line here, not a whole lot of changes. Uh, Four is Nico Inoki, five, Corporate Punishment, six, the Snowman, uh, seven, Mr. Q, eight, Spooge. And the one change we did have that, well, we had a couple changes here. Nigel Zark. Oh, yeah, the uh, big guy. Yeah, that's right. His impressive victory over Crow Magnon. He came in, and quite frankly, I think the only reason he was put in here is he's so damn big. How can you? How can you not uh, not in, include him? So he's number nine. He was and, twelve, uh, but his height actually boosted him to nine. So. Yeah, exactly. And, the, the, and uh, number ten is El Loco, who fell a spot. And the uh, Gimp has tumbled out of the top 10 because, once again, he hasn't wrestled for a while. Well, everybody and, still loves uh, the Gimp, even though he's not. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, uh, you speak for yourself. <laughs> uh, and then the uh, women's power rankings here. There, uh, We didn't have a wins match this week, so they remain unchanged with uh, BT Goth, the women's champion at one, Misty Furberger, the national champion at two, uh, three, four, and five, Morning Glory Hole, Mosh Pit Margo, Masada Mayhem remain unchanged because, as I said, we did not have a uh, women's match this past week, so there was no reason to bump anybody there. So, yes, we got that, that's where up, we stand. Coming up, we will have uh, BT Goth as a chance to possibly shift around there, but uh, we'll get into that during our preview for week 44. <laughs> Sorry, so week 40, it wrote week 43, I said week 44. That's what it's supposed to be. But uh, let's talk about week 43. That was this past one, and uh, we started off with a tag team match between Freeze and Quackers and the Bodily Functions. Now, uh, that sick duck. <laughs> anyway, uh. Uh, that, that sick rubber duck. Anyway, naturally, any match against the duck, you're going to be looking for the Feather Duster and the Eat a Duck. That's just a staple of uh, any match he's in. We did see the Feather Duster uh, early on, the, the followed by a pin, but Keys jumped up on the apron to untie the cover of the one turn buckle, and the timing was absolutely perfect. It was beautiful. Keys clearly has been watching the tapes and just knew what was going on there, CR. Well, obviously, uh, you know, we see it time and time again. Anytime there is a uh, pinning predicament that one of the managers will insert themselves into the uh, dialogue, so to speak. And uh, these referees, apparently, they have the attention span of a gnat because they are easily distracted. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he, he, hey, you can't blame him. He's doing what he did for his team. And, uh, you know, 
you can't say anything about it. It's going to happen. And it, it, as long as these referees are going to stop in mid count and jump up and demolish the, the, the managers at ringside, uh, why wouldn't you do it? That's right. Um, when we get to the end of the match, however, and that the duck comes in, he pulls out the, the he pulls out this move. Now, this is not a signature move of his, but it is a great move. Kind of stole it a little bit from um, not, not Masato, a Morning Glory hole. Uh, is the flying we're calling it the flying duck fuck. Uh, yet he does not pin after this, and th- this is strange to me. In my mind, when you got three hundred pounds of rubber coated bulk crushing down on your opponent from the top rope, this is a clear cut time for a pin. If anything, uh, you don't just pick the guy up and go for something else. I mean, what's this lunatic duck thinking when he does something like that? Well, I can tell you, it's probably a little bit of arrogance on the duck's part. Uh, you know, we talked about this match, and I, and quite frankly, uh, once again, uh, old CR's got egg on his face. Uh, my- <laughs> Uh, much better than having piss or crap on my face uh, with the bodily function involved, <laughs> quite frankly. But uh, you know, uh, you know, we, we all underestimated this team, and uh, I think the rubber duck was uh, uh, thinking the same way we were. He a little bit of arrogance on his part. Uh, he's been on a roll lately with his uh, inner horseman title defenses, and uh, I think he got a little bit uh, ahead of himself and uh, came back and bit him on that large posterior of himself. If you will, uh, let me go there. Yes, bounce your teeth off of that. Rubber feather ass duck, whatever. You bounce your teeth. I'm not bouncing my teeth. Nowhere near that, but you know what I mean. I would bounce my teeth more off of. Uh, oh, we got the Jamie Bondage. We got the. Yeah, you know, all right. We know where your teeth are going to go. Yeah. <laughs> well, and there's there's something to be said about the experience when it comes to tag teams. I mean, yeah, you know, that might that might that might be something we can look forward to. Maybe we can get a perverted dental hygienist in one of these stables. <laughs> She'll clean more than your teeth. Uh, hey, <laughs> polish your helmet if you know what I mean. I don't know what to <laughs> wax, wax your turtle, whatever you like hey, uh, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> anyway you got two highly skilled wrestlers combining the efforts going up against a team that is I mean, like, you and i said it they're less they're less than stellar that's putting it kindly uh but in the end the two-on-two experience gets them the win now to point this out i mean the duck was the legal man for five straight minutes this is totally just that's not great for a tag team uh to have so- somebody in there for that long and from what you saw was that was did, was he unable to tag, or was it just tag and experience, or is it, like you said before, was it just the Ducks' ego that cost this team the win? Well, I'll tell you what. You know, we talked about uh, in, in in last week's podcast about the uh, FU Incorporated, where uh, Katungi was in the ring pretty much by himself for the last five or six minutes of this match. Uh, it, now, to be fair, the Duck and and uh, and the Snowman have teamed that one time before, so it's not like it was their first match. But I don't know. If, like I said, if it was arrogance on the part of the Duck. If it was just, uh, it, there was no, I mean, I don't think there was an inability to tag. I think it was there if he wanted to take it. Uh, but again, you, you get these, the, the bodily functions. Uh, no, they've been a bit of a laughing stock, for God's sake. After this match, uh, they're not anymore, in my mind, quite frankly. They, they, uh, they finally found the handle. Exactly. Exactly. They, they, they kind of came into their own during this match, but uh, they are a tag team. Uh, and that's what they do. They're tag team. They're, they're, they specialize in this type of a match. And, and uh, a little bit more experience here, and and uh, I th- like I think I think it was the Ducks ego, quite frankly, uh, nothing else. Uh, there's no other reason. It's it's completely ego driven, and 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 it came back to bite him in the ass. And if this ego gets in the way when he's he's defended that inner horseman title, I don't think you're going to see him. He hits a, a, a move like that. You talked about the the, the flying. I'm not going to say it. The flying duck. <laughs> F. Flying duck. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, but you know he hits that move in a singles match. I think he goes for a pin. Uh, I think it was just a little bit of uh, arrogance on his ma- on his part here, and uh, you know I, I didn't think that that that, that the uh, bodily functions had a, a chance in this match. Quite frankly, I don't think either one of us th- yeah, thought that was the case. I don't think anybody did. Go and uh, it, you know they've been pretty much a joke since they've been here. 
Uh, they've had nothing but bad luck. I'll tell you what, they showed some good, uh, we talk about with tag teams, we talk about continuity, we talk about the double team moves, we talk about the quick tags. They showed all of this in this match. And, and uh, quite frankly, I was, I was impressed. And uh, I'll tell you what, moving forward, I, I think this isn't a team to be taken lightly in the tag team division. Well, it's a very interesting situation for tag team tag teams coming up because if the uh, we know that the the uh, the uh, Trailer Park Posse is defending their title uh, in the last week, the second to last week for leading into the, the Halloween Hell Blue, and if they lose, then the team that beats them, I'm not I'm not sure who they're competing with in a couple of weeks, uh, but if if they lose, then Freeze and Quackers have a shot at the title at Hell Blue, but if the because they're, they're both teamed by Joe, uh, if the trailer park wins, they will be going up against the bodily functions for the tag team to title. So it, it could go either way. It could be very, Joe's going to be defending. Joe's going to be in there some, somehow uh, at Hello, Hello Blue. But uh, if the bodily functions can show what they did and uh, they end up going against the trailer park posse, I think that's going to be a hell of a match uh, starting off the, the Halloween Hello Blue. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, like I said, they, they, they've, uh, they, they've proved that they can beat uh, a solid team. So we'll have to see what happens going forward. That we will. <laughs> Sorry, I was in the middle of a drink. Uh, so we'll continue on here. Uh, moving on to the exhibition match. This is <laughs> Nigel Zark compared to Cro Magnon. Like I, I think I mentioned on the on the on the cast that uh, it was like an adult walking around with a little child. But uh, now this match is the first time that we get to see the massive twin brother of Noah, uh, Nigel Zark, of course, managed by Mister Fugu. Now, so far, Mister Fugu, I gotta say, he's looking very good as a manager here in the HWA, and apparently, he's got the talent coming in. He, he, they saw him, they're impressed by him, and they they want to sign with him. And I hear you got word about an additional talent he just signed this afternoon. Uh, what what can you tell us about that? Well, I can tell you, uh, apparently, uh, Mr. Mr. Fugu is going for a quantity and not necessarily quality. He's going for these big men. And uh, all I can, uh, you know, Gene can, pro- I'm going to bring Gene in here. Uh, Gene, you know, put the nachos down and come over here because <laughs> you, have, you have a story to tell about this man. His, his latest acquisition or, or the man he's bringing, he's called Big Dick Gazinia. <laughs> and, and, and apparently his background uh, he is a, a former Chippendales dancer, and he was he was fired uh, because apparently he he, he just he, he burst into a nursing home and he, he went in, during the lunch during the lunch service he, he he was in the middle of the cafeteria and he began he began stripping oh, Jesus uh, God for, for for no I mean he wasn't hired by the staff he just began disrobing and, and gyrating and, and apparently some of the the, the female uh, residents uh, there were a couple that experienced chest pains and fainting and uh, i'm going to bring gene in here because uh, gene tell him what happened oh sweet jesus well i can tell you right now i was visiting a female companion of mine miss miss ellie and i we were having lunch this man shows up out of nowhere all of a sudden starts taking his clothes off. He was gyrating. He actually placed his private parts on Miss Ellie's shoulder during the <laughs> She spit out her tapioca, for God's sake. She began hyperventilating. And and she she had to be given awe. I don't know what happened. This man is a complete pervert and degenerate. I don't know what caused him to do this, but it was just horrible. The, the, the Shady Acre rest home was on lockdown. They had this man taken out, and it was just it was awful, for God's sake. I couldn't even enjoy my – it was lasagna day, and I had to just let mine take a pass. 
lasagna, more like dick on your plate. <laughs> so, big dick. Well, thank you, Gene. For, for, <laughs> I'm sorry to hear about Miss Ellie there, but uh, I'm sure she, she she's okay now. Uh, yeah, okay, gave me a thumbs up. But <laughs> yeah, apparently this man, I, he just burst in and began stripping for no reason. He wasn't hired by anybody, and for God's sake, he all, all hell broke loose, and he was looking for a job. He's sick. I, I hear he's about six foot ten or something. He's a he's a very big man, and. Uh, uh, Fugu, I guess that's his, his type of guy. I don't know. Uh, I wonder if he got word of that through one of his bathhouse operations, possibly, because uh, he might have been uh, some uh, visitor. You never can well. tell. I'm sure these guys make the circuit. I'm sure he's over, maybe he was in Japan stripping in bath bathhouses, for God's sake. <laughs> so t- we're talking about Big Dick Gazinia. So we'll be seeing a, him hopefully in the periscope, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Up way high, apparently, for him. You know what they say about those six foot ten guys? They got the, well, anyway, you know what they say. Well, they got big feet. That's <laughs> big what I feet, hear. I don't know. Big feet, and it kind of connects from there. But, uh, yeah, I, well, we're not, let's <laughs> go there. Let's go and get into the match, actually. Uh, to, to say that Crow didn't bring all that he, ha- he had, it, it would be a flat out lie because given what he is compared to what he was up against, I still got to give Crow five stars for his effort. Uh, we said anything can happen in the HWA, but in the end, you look at it uh, from a, a, a sane perspective. Perspective, and the odds are anything but astronomical for Crow getting going into this match and uh, uh, winning. So I, I, I don't know. Did you give him any kind of chance at all there? I looked at this match, and I'll tell you quite frankly, uh, you know, uh, early on, Crow seemed to have the better of him. Uh, but it's just one of those things. I think that the longer the match went, that the big man just, you know, he began to exert himself, and 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 you can only you can only uh, when you're a man like Crow, and you know we. The man was a, a former champion who held that title. I was surprised how long he held that title, which it seemed like everybody came along. He just kept beating him. But, you know, when you're about five, he's about, what, five, six so yeah, on about, a good day. Right, right about that. Yeah, on a good day. And you're going against a seven-footer. Uh, you know, it's, it, eventually the odds are going to catch up to you. And, and he put on a he put on tremendous performance. Uh, he, it was all heart and guts. But, you know. It's not saying that he's not a strong guy because he, he no, picked no, him no, up several times. No, 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 he isn't. But, you know, it, it's just like in boxing. You know, if you're a bantamweight going against a heavyweight, the heavyweight's going to win. I don't care how fast you are. I don't care what you can do. That heavyweight's just got that that heavy punch that's going to knock you out. And, you know, the longer this match went, it, w- it was bad news for Crow. Yep. So not to take anything away from uh, Nigel, but, uh, yeah, the Crow uh, wasn't exactly much competition for me. He took care of him pretty handily. Though the, the Crow, there was one situation, and th- this pissed me off. You heard me about this. Uh, th- this is where I'm going to mention the performance of one Jimmy Fong again. Uh, Crow gets a, a roll-up pin on Nigel in the corner. He counts one, he counts two, and then he just freezes in the air like he's striking the pose like he's in some goddamn Madonna video. I mean, what's going on here? Every goddamn week get something more with this guy. His contract extends right up to hella blue. I know that. Can we get Saul on the line by any chance? I mean, ask him if there's some t- sort of loophole that we can dump this fucker on the street and uh, maybe run him over a few times or something. But uh, is, is there any way we can get rid of this asshole? Well, I'll tell you what, uh, you, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not on, the, on, on the legal end of this. I'm sure, I don't know if you have Saul's number. I'm sure if you call him, we might be able to get a hold of him. He's, he's usually still in the office at this hour if you want to try giving him a call. Yeah, let's uh, see if we can get got his number. Okay, cool. Punch that in, and uh, we're going to see if we can, can't get a hold of him this time around here. Yeah, go ahead. Send it through. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll figure we get a get a hold of Saul here and be able to. Well, I hope he answers. He, he should be in the office. I don't know. Let's see if he's here. Yes, hello, hello. This is this is Saul Goldberg uh, from Chasing Net Prizes speaking. Uh, can I help you? Yeah, Saul, it's Keys and uh, CR here at the HWA Radio. We got a question for you. You saw the last match or the the last event that we had, and the one we're talking about Nigel and we're talking about Crow. 
And we want to know that this Jimmy Fong, this referee is perfectly awful. He's just, just, just disgusting. He doesn't either, doesn't know what he's doing or he knows exactly what he's doing and he's breaking every rule he possibly can. Is there any way we can get this bastard out of his, out of his contract early before, even before Halibaloo? Well, I, I, thank you for calling me. I, I, I can tell you that you know I, I, I haven't seen the contract, so I, I, I can only speculate. Uh, but, but, but being familiar with with HWA contracts for employees, I, I can tell you that if, if there's a way to prove gross incompetence, then, then yes, you, can, you, you, you can get out of a contract. Um, from what I, what I've seen of this man, he, he just seems to be. He's not. He's, he's not all there for God's sake. He he's always he he counts one two and then all of a sudden he's distracted. It's, it's like he's got the attention span of a gnat or something. <laughs> I, I, it, it's like he's. I don't know that. Uh, and of you know, I I wouldn't I wouldn't accuse anybody of of, of taking payoffs. You know, because quite frankly, Mister Segman pays me quite well to do what I do. But I'm not going to get into that. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. If you, if you can prove gross incompetence, or you can prove that there is there is you know some some, some kind of chicanery going on here, that y- yes, he could be he could be uh, not not so much released, but the contract can be declared null and void. But th- th- that would have to come from 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 from, from the head office, someone like Pedro X or, or or the board of directors would would have to step in, and, and you'd have to have probably some kind of a, an affidavit signed by by several employees claiming this. So so yes, you could get rid of him, but. But it would be it would be a little bit difficult, but it, it, you definitely could do it. All right, thanks for your thanks for your help there. We're going to see if we can't uh, can't get that worked through. Even if even if it takes a couple of weeks, we can probably try to figure out a way because he's, well, he's I'm, just I'm, I'm always I'm always I'm always glad, Mister Keys. You know, I, I admire the, the way you call these matches and and and, 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 and God, you know, maybe for the next pay per view, could, could maybe I could come into the booth and call a match again. That was fun when we did that a couple times ago. It was it was a lot of fun for me. But but, but right now, I've I, you know I'm, I'm finishing up some paperwork here and I I've got to meet Masada. We we, we, we you know we, we're shopping for some new bedroom bedroom furniture because quite frankly we've already broken like three beds because I'll tell you <laughs> she's just she's just crazy. I'm telling you, she's crazy. She jumps all around. I'm like a little rag doll. It's it's off. I mean, I love it, but Jesus, I'm spending so much money on furniture. It's a it's a it's 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 a good good thing my uncle owns a, a furniture store because we, we we get a nice discount. But I'll tell you what, she's a handful. But I, I have to go right now because if I don't show up, she's going to paddle my ass. Okay. Well, I think you'd like that. But uh, regardless, thanks for joining us. No, I, I don't because she hits awfully hard. I'll tell you, <laughs> if it, it was just such a little love tap on my tushy, it'd be okay. But for, for God's sake. She just smacks the hell out of me. I get all these these big red lumps on my ass, and it's all oh, I can't sit. I, I gotta have like a. It's like I sit on a hemorrhoid cushion because my ass is hurting so much. But I've got to go now. But yeah, we can look into this and just you know we we can take care of this man. He's you know he needs to go back to just worrying about his his laundry and his his restaurant because <laughs> as a referee, this man sucks. And and this isn't this isn't anything that's racial or anything. He just sucks. He's, a, but I'm, he's I'm, an I'm, asshole. He's an asshole. You're right. He's an asshole and, and he doesn't know what he, he's mashugana i don't know what he's doing but right now i got i gotta meet masado we gotta get some furniture and we're, gonna, we're gonna go for some we're gonna go for some for, for some thai food and oh well sometimes i eat the thai it's so spicy it burns my hemorrhoids but i do it for masado <laughs> so uh, i gotta go now but it's nice talking to you i'll see you later i'll right, we'll see you later happy so shopping long. and uh we'll uh, be sure to have you on for a match or two at uh, hellabaloo so well, i'll tell you what that, oh, 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 I, 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 I can I, you know what i'll tell you one thing about Saul, I, I, I know about that spicy food and hemorrhoids. Let me tell you, for God's sake, 
Oh, Jesus. Got to end up sticking and a the, popsicle up your ass just trying to oh, cool it I, down. I'll tell you what, you know, I, I, sometimes I get some of that, that spicy Cantonese. Oh, Gene, he likes that spicy food. I don't know what that son of a bitch does. His bald head, he beads up with sweat. It pours down him. But I'll tell you what, the, I go in there, Jesus Christ. I, there ain't a preparation agent in the world to, to <laughs> soothe my ass. I, get a little, I got an aloe plant growing here, but I don't know if it's going to help me. Well, he doesn't need any MSG if his, if his head is raining into his food, so... It uh, saves, saves you a little extra money there. He's still smart about that, Miss Ellie. He's over there. He's sulking. Gene, make, <laughs> yourself, make yourself another martini. You'll be fine. <laughs> Poor woman. <laughs> well, anyway, he's gonna might have some flashbacks when he sees him in action here on. Uh, well, you know what he told me was she. You know she was. He, he went to visit her and she was all dressed. She had this like suede jacket. She was all proud of and. This guy comes in, he's all oiled up, and he laid his like greasy schlong on her shoulder and left some <laughs> it, 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 like stained up the suede. For God's sake, disgusting! That's what tough to get disgusting. out. Yeah, schlong grease is, is very difficult to get out of suede. I'm I right. don't know. You know how those guys oil themselves up? They're like Jesus Christ! It's like you're going to baste a turkey or something and bake <laughs> it. I don't know. Jesus Christ! God Almighty! All right, let's get on to the manager championship here. That's a little bit of a surprise here. I was watching <laughs> Keys in this match, and he just didn't seem like himself. Now I heard some rumors. I don't know that you might. Have heard a little more than I did. Maybe you can confirm, but I, I heard that he and Chaz had a night on the town. Uh, they were in the old burg, Pittsburgh, of course, where they came from originally, and uh, they had his uh, his limo Hummer there, at least one of them. They were hanging out of the roof. They were being rowdy. Uh, what was the deal there? Didn't they call you at like 2 o'clock in the morning or something when they were out and about? Well, like, uh, yes, they did. And quite frankly, you know, uh, when it comes to the wrestling, Chaz doesn't take it too serious. Uh, but I mean, you think a guy that's two hundred fifty grand on the line would take things serious? But I'll tell you what, they were out there, and, uh, and they, they he was showing them all the hot spots, and uh, they they were pretty well gooned up at two a.m. when they were calling me. So uh, they, I don't know. They said something about uh, pirate hookers and something. I don't know what the hell they were talking about. I, <laughs> oh, the midget I, pirate hookers down on Liberty Avenue. Well, I've heard of them. I, I, I have no idea what they were talking about, but uh, yeah, they were they they were all pretty gooned up, and uh, maybe it had something to do with it. I don't know. Yeah, I watched that match and. Uh, it, it both these, I mean, we'll get into the next match as well, but uh, uh, there was definitely something going on. I, I don't know what the hell it was, but uh, you know, maybe a little too many permani sandwiches at three in the morning. I don't know what the hell it was, but uh, yeah, you eat you two, <laughs> you eat three, end up only holding on one. So, but uh, anyway, we uh, th- there was uh, some bloodletting as I saw earlier in the match. Uh, Aaron stomping on Keys's hung overhead, which it had to be. A uh, smart plan of attack, though, on Aaron's part, I would say for certain. Keys did take a lot of punishment, but in the end, that that one move, that goddamn peacemaker, and it was just all done. I I, I got I don't want to admit it, but it was in fact a solid performance by the bad guy. Yeah, I'll tell you the uh, you know Aaron. We all know how I feel about him. He's a megalomaniac, jackass, and the West Coast <laughs> Alliance. I I have no respect for their their tactics of uh, assaulting referees and everybody else after the match. But I'll tell you what. Uh, you know, he was suspended for, for, for a while and he, he wasn't, uh, maybe he had some time to, you know, recoup. And, uh, I don't know. I was shocked. I was shocked at Key's performance in this match. I thought maybe it was a hangover, so to speak. And, uh, but I'll tell you what, the, uh, the bad guy looked pretty good. And, uh, he's, I guess he's had, he's going to be heading into to, uh, the pay-per-view depending on that championship. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. I know Keys has a lot on the lot. lot. To focus on with uh, his, his new team here, and uh, he's got some new new members. Uh, got some championships coming up to look forward to. So I, I don't think he's too worried about this defeat. But looking forward to Hella Blue uh, for Aaron. Uh, he's going to be defending against Chaz Segner. Now Chaz said that he doesn't particularly care about this this belt, uh, but being in line for it, you're talking about the biggest pay per view of the year. 
and it's it's a championship that uh, only only six people have an opportunity to, to wear. Uh, to me, there's got to be some excitement. Do you think Chaz is, is really that indifferent about this belt? I don't know. To be quite honest with you, like I, I said, he, he when you're a guy, you've got this much money, and you, you've got all these other business interests. I mean, I don't want to say the HWA is a hobby for him because he takes it quite serious. And, and you look at the way that he, he tries to set his wrestlers up for success. Uh, you have the Performance Center. And, and just look what it's done for Sabu uh, and and Fuzz Pigman, you know, and he, he he really cares about the men in his stable, but I don't really think he cares about this title. Hmm. And we'll have to see if he takes it serious or, you know, he doesn't need it. Quite frankly, it, he, he's he's got all the accolades, he's got the wealth, he's got everything that he needs without having this. But I'll tell you, if there's one person that he wants to beat for this title, we all know it's Aaron Warhol. Right. Uh, the whole thing with the liberal lawyer and all the stuff that went down over that, which we'll get into uh, as, as we move on through this. But I think if it was anybody else, any any of the other managers that held this title, he wouldn't really give two shits. But because it's Aaron Varhula, you know he wants to beat this man. Just, just, just a matter of pride, just to make him suffer. So I think he will be taking this match a little bit more serious than he would take any other match. So it's not so much him taking, or it's not so much him getting the belt as it is taking it away from Aaron Varhula, I think. Exactly, right. exactly. And I, because, you know, we're going to get into this next match, and, and it came up a little bit short. But I, I think, like I said, if there if there's one person that he wants to make suffer, and if it was anybody anybody else, even if it was, if it was the Admiral, he wouldn't care. <laughs> But it's Aaron Varhola. He has absolutely no respect for this man and his tactics and what he's done. And in his mind, uh, Aaron violated his, his his probation, and he was he was a liberal lawyer, even though he wasn't able to prove it. Uh, but you know, I think he's going to take this match a little serious just because of the opponent. Yeah, let's talk about uh, his his match that he was in this this show against the liberal lawyer. Here he had a match with a chance to unmask the liberal lawyer to find out to to reveal the mystery. Uh, we've seen the lawyer in action both with Aaron beside him, as you might think, uh, and alone. Some suspects. There's a lot of things going on there, a lot of possibilities. But uh, from what you saw, did you believe? No, Aaron had a choice here. He could say he could go in himself. He could win this match under the mask, or he could send his lackey in just in case he lost he wouldn't be concerned about it because the mask would come off it'd be somebody else obviously uh but uh, do you think it was aaron under the mask that this match or not to be quite honest with you i really don't know i mean aaron he he wrestled a tough match against keys this would have been a back-to-back for him uh we saw an instance uh prior to this where the liberal liberal lawyer was wrestling and aaron came to ringside in my mind after all i saw of liberal lawyer leading up to this, I truly believe that Aaron Varhula was under that mask. Uh, did he have, obviously he had somebody else take his place during that match when he came to ringside. Uh, was Aaron under the mask for this match? I do not know. Uh, I can't, can't tell you whether it was. Uh, I think it would have been stupid for him to be there because if Chaz would have beat him, he was facing a, a, what, 120 day suspension. Uh, that's four months out of the, uh, out of the uh, circuit. So who knows? Who knows? I mean, we're never going to find out because Chaz didn't win. So that's just the way it's going to go. Well, with Chaz uh, having partied with Keys the night before the uh, the end of this match, you would you would have suspected possibly you'd see this well they, what they call the subpoena, which is going to be the the pain bow or the contempt kicked, which is the same fucking thing as the uh, uh, the the pay peacemaker. But uh, and instead of any of that, we saw a, a very dangerous suplex from the top of the ladder, and when I, when they hit, I swear I didn't think either of them was getting back up. And for, for these guys, they're, they're not spring chickens. They're about 50 years old each. And uh, to, for, for, for their age and everything, was this a calculated risk on the part of the lawyer? Or did it look more like a desperate spur-of-the-moment shot to just end this match? 
Well, I think it was it was both. I think it was a calculated risk, and I think he was trying to put Chaz away early. Uh, they, they, they saw the opportunity. He saw the opportunity. I hit this match. It's probably going to end the match and or hit the move, and I'm going to end the match. So, uh, you know, like I said, I mean, we don't know. We don't know for sure if it was Aaron under that mask or if it was somebody else. Did they want to get it over with? Did they have a plan? I have no idea. Uh, but obviously, Chaz wasn't himself. I mean, you look at that match. He only, I think, he only hit about three offensive moves the entire match. Yeah, he was a little, uh, little, a little seemed, dull. seemed a bit, seemed a bit lethargic. wasn't as aggressive as he normally is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll never know. Uh, but I, I think it was. It, you could say it was both. I think it was a calculated risk, but it was also, you know, uh, he saw an opportunity. Hey, I got this hooked in. This could end the match, and and you know, we're going to be out of here. So, uh, I said, go with your way on that one. Well, when it comes to liberal lawyer, he, he did win. He got that quarter of a million dollars in cash. And from what I hear, I think he hopped a plane to Alcapulco early that the next morning, like it was a 6 a.m. flight. And uh, it was one way, they said, mystery yet unsolved. Do you ever do you ever think we'll see the lawyer again, or is he just to the wind? I think if Aaron Varhul ever gets suspended again, we might see him. <laughs> uh, or if Aaron wants to play mind games with other people, maybe he'll fly this bozo. I have no idea. Like I said. I mean, in in my mind, I agree with what Chaz said. I agree with what he was trying. The point he was trying to make. It was a little bit funny that this guy just happened to show up uh, when when Aaron was on the suspension. And again, when you have a mass wrestler, I mean, if you have somebody who has the same kind of body type, you can just you know throw the mask on him and 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 try to say, oh, it's not me. You know, heck, I watch enough Batman cartoons where they try to prove he was Bruce Wayne and they had some kind of chicanery going on, so it goes the same way. <laughs> well, but, I- uh, yeah. I, I I don't know if Aaron Varhula wants. Let me suppose that if Aaron Varhula wants us to see the liberal lawyer again, we will. If he doesn't, we won't. Well, I can tell you one thing: if we see Aaron coming down with big gold chains, big Elton John glasses, a grill, a twenty four karat grill, I think we might have the answer to that. That's kind of a giveaway. But uh, I, I don't know if he'd, he'd be that bold. <laughs> he's bold, but yeah, I don't think he's that bold. So with that, we're going to carry on to the world championship match, and this is this is the main event. This is a big main event for tonight, or for that night. Does Bones McIntyre versus Katungi? It's the belt of belts, so to speak. Uh, probably one of the most anticipated matches in the week, and in recent history, uh, it had to be bearing down pretty hard on Katungi and CSC. Uh, a guy like Bones McIntyre, he beat him uh, twice in a row. And you were backstage. What was it like in the rock locker room before this match? It was very tense. I can tell you that. Uh, you know, last week we talked about Katungi's lack of success against Bones McIntyre. I mean, Bone, Katungi's a big man, but Bones is almost as big as him. Mm-hmm. And 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 just seemed like for whatever reason, uh, Bones had his number. I know that uh, Chaz spent a lot. He spent a lot of time working with Katungi, and we talked about this before. How you know Katungi normally is managed by Saul Goldberg, but when that world title is on the line, Chaz is going to be there. He's he's going to do whatever he can to to help to, to help whoever holds that title in his stable to be successful. And he was there for him. And they went over a, a lot of, a lot of film. And, and, you know, I joke about Katungi and the, you know, the message doesn't always get up to the penthouse there because the elevator doesn't go all the way to the top. But I'll tell you what, I, I think about through this time and, and I think they had a plan going out and I think the plan was well executed. Yep. When I watched this match, there was, uh, there was some good back and forth. Uh, it was a great match. Uh, some definite, definite improvements for Katungi, though. He seemed uh, a little quicker on offense. That's, that was nice to see. He normally kind of lays back and is a little slow there. Uh, he had some good counters, including one at the end where he, he grabbed an airborne Bones, tried to come flying down and just grabbed him right across the chest crossways, uh, gave him into a backbreaker. And uh, did you get a chance to get a word from Chaz on, on this improved performance? Because it was just spectacular for me. I did. I didn't. I, you know, I didn't talk to him that night. Uh, 
I talked to Chaz a lot, quite frankly, uh, you know, and, and he, he he actually found this ranch for me, quite frankly. Uh, one of his real, <laughs> seriously, one of his real estate uh, people that he has, uh, you know, showed me this opportunity and, and uh, you know, I jumped on it. But uh, we talked later on that week and, and I asked him, uh, you know, what did you do to get Katungi over the hump? And it, was it a, was it a mental block or was it whatever? And, and he said, he just had to work on the basics, you know, just be aggressive. Don't, don't, don't give this man a chance to, 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 to you know, get one over on you. And, uh, he was very impressed with Katungi's, uh, the way he, he, he took to that advice and, uh, you know, Chaz was there. And, and, and I think there, I don't think there was any way Katungi was going to lose this match. I, I think Chaz, whether he had to in, in, insert himself into the, into the match, much the way that, uh, old Hollywood Joe did in the tag team title that Jimmy Fong seemed to completely ignore. <laughs> uh, but I, I think that uh, they were going to do whatever they could, because I, I think as we've said, you know, to go in, to go into a pay-per-view as the heavyweight champion and defend that title, it's a very prestigious spot and you're going to be doing the main event at the pay-per-view. And I, and I think uh, Chaz wanted that for Katongi and, 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 you know, that's, that's what we, it's come to fruition. That's what we're going to see. Yep, and uh, he is going to be defending that belt at Hella Blue. So now we officially know that the main event will be him. And uh, this is a little bit odd at first sight. You got a veteran powerhouse like Katungi, but he's going to be going up against the newcomer. Well, not so, the relative newcomer, Booger Dude. Now, this uh, in this match, I think I'd be, it'd be a little reckless to consider Katungi a shoe. I mean, he's obviously got the advantage here. He's, uh, the odds are with him. But after seeing the dude's performance against the duck, I'm not so sure this is going to be a cakewalk for Katungi. Uh, you got the uh, he, uh, there was one or two things go differently for uh, for Booger Dude, and he might have that that uh, inner horseman belt. But uh, just going in, what do you think Katungi needs to do? Katungi, sorry, needs to do before he steps into the ring uh, this Halloween to assure that that gold's coming back home to CSE. I think he needs to be careful. Uh, you're, you're absolutely right. We, 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 you know, when we were, we were discussing that match, the Booger dude against the, the, the rubber duck, I kind of just said, you know, I laughed it off. I said, this Booger dude's got no chance. And for Christ's sake, he was about uh, one, one uh, half second away from winning that title. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. Uh, Katungi is not a shoe in and let's not forget that uh, you know the Booger dude. He's he's managed by uh, Admiral Deuce Albino, and we talk about how how the the Admiral's fleet, so to speak, uh, kind of turns it up a couple notches going into those pay per views. Right. And I, I think this is going to be a lot uh, a lot tougher defense for Katonga than people realize. And to be quite honest with you, there is just a little piece of me that would not be surprised if the Booger dude wins this match. That'd be very interesting to see. <laughs> it, it, it 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 would not shock me. Um. Uh. I'm sure Chaz would be uh, supremely disappointed if that happened, uh, because he has all the he has all the faith in the world in Katungi. I mean, this, he's such a big man. He he's he's got all the tools. Uh, but again, sometimes and 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 I've talked to Chaz about this, and and he kind of laughs it off. But I, I feel sometimes that when the CSE wrestlers are in there against an opponent, that they, they, they just take this match too lightly. Mm-hmm. And I think you know you saw that happen when Sabu wrestled Mr. Q in that first blood match. Uh, Sabu was such a big, powerful man. I, I didn't think there was any way he was going to lose that match. And I think they took Mr. Q a little lightly. And I, and, and I think when you look at the times when 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 the the members of CSE lose matches that you think they're going to win, I think it's because of a little bit of arrogance. And it all comes down to Chaz. I mean, he's a very arrogant man. He, he expects perfection from his wrestlers. And and I think Katungi needs to go in there. He needs to. You know, do what he's keep doing what you keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Just and, and, keep it the, and, the fundamentals. He's got them exactly. You got to keep doing, you know, and 
like I said, I would not be surprised if the Booger Dude came out of this as a world champion. I, just because of, of the way the Admiral, you know, they go all out balls of the wall during these things. And uh, But I think Chaz will have him ready. Uh, I don't think the moment's going to be too big for Katonga because, quite frankly, I don't think he feels any pressure. I think he just, just goes out there wanting to maim people, to be quite honest with you. So I think it'll be an interesting match. And, and quite frankly, what's that say about the Booger Dude that he's going to be uh, in the headline match at Hell Blue? Uh, obviously, he's come a long way uh, since his debut. And and a lot of people a lot of people consider him a joke, but here he is. He's gonna be wrestling for the world heavyweight championship, but, and he has a chance to bring it home during a pay per view, and uh, it should be an exciting match. Of course, that pay per view going to be taking place in New York City once again, returning to the uh, the greatest city in the world, as they might call it. And uh, <clears throat> even though the Jets can't seem to win a fucking game, and, uh, I won't get into that right now. But <laughs> uh, something we do need to get into is is the week our show forty four we're on, and this is going to be starting out interesting. We got a message. Uh, was a message a recording a communique from uh, Pedro X, and he's going to be uh, <laughs> he did one too happy. Let's go ahead and listen to that now. This is HWA Commissioner Pedro X. In recent weeks, it has been implied that I am losing my mental faculties. I was accused of being senile by Chaz Segner of Chaz Segner Enterprises. And you see what happened to him. I've also been accused by other people. It's been mentioned on the podcast by one of our employees, a Chuck Ross. Well, Mr. Ross, I will show you what happens to people who spread malicious rumors about me. More on that later. Now it's time for me to show who is in charge around here. Therefore, I am announcing that leading up to the next pay-per-view, there will be a tournament. It will be a loser's tournament. There will be two men from each stable wrestling in this tournament. The loser of each match moves on until finally we come to the last match, and whoever loses that match will be terminated. His HWA contract terminated, fired, Gonsville. You heard me. Maybe now you will understand who is in charge around here, who is the commissioner of the HWA, and who is not senile. That's all I have to say. This is Pedro X. Good day. So there you have it. Uh, what, I, what I've been calling around the office is the three strikes tournament uh, that Pedro... Now, did he did he call you out in this? Well, I, I, I don't know how... I, I, I don't know what malicious rumors I've been spreading around him, and I don't know what the hell he means by his coming up next. I... What the hell's wrong with this man? I, I'm not spreading any rumors. I'm just yes. conveying what I've been hearing. I mean, it's not rumors. It's I me. Mean, Jesus Christ. That's what you're. I, I, I don't know. I'm not saying anything else. I don't want to go on his bad side. <laughs> Apparently, I already am. Uh, that's, a, that's a little weird that Pedro would do that. But uh, anyway, the, the the cut of his jib was to talk about the what I'm calling the three strikes tournament. And that is going to start out with eight wrestlers. I guess he did. He mention he did mention that we'll mention them in the following weeks here. Uh, at least we have four uh, four going against each other this week. Uh, the next week we'll have four, and then the losers of those matches will go two or one on one for two times, and the loser of that will go to uh, the uh, Hella Blue, and the loser of the match strike three, as you would call it is out of the HWA. He says his contract is terminated, like he said. So, uh, well, from, from what I understand, he's, he said uh, each of the stables, but if we've, uh, apparently, is it just the original four? I, I mean, Mr. Fugu, he doesn't even have two people. and Yeah, uh, it's, he, it looks like he's just after the original four. He, he did not uh, go after uh, the, uh, the Admiral. He did not go after Fugu. Uh, he did not go after, well, <laughs> Brandy Alexander, she's more of a, more of a valet escort. 
hooker, uh, something like that. But uh, hey, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just, it's just she's a be. nice girl. I'll tell you that much. She's <laughs> a very nice girl. I've, I've had a, had a, I actually had a drink with her one day. I'm not. I don't want to get Vic pissed off. But uh, anyway, let's move on. <laughs> let's not talk about that too much. But it is just going to be Aaron uh, Keys, Chaz, and Joe. Putting up two wrestlers each. Uh, this first week is going to be starting off with Crow Magnon. Do we do we know do we know who the uh, who the wrestlers are for each stable? Uh, yes, we do. It's uh, going to be Crow Magnon versus Mister Q. Uh, it's going to be Nico versus the Godfather. Those are our first two, and then it's going to be I know Bufu's in there. Um, I know that uh, Corporal Punishment is up there, and there's a couple more uh, the following week. So, but let's go ahead. Now, who, who, if I can ask you, because I am completely blindsided by this. Let me see. I got the, uh, I got not, the communication not, not only, not only being, uh, you know, singled out by Pedro. I, I don't believe I spread any emotion. I don't know. I'm getting a little worried about this, but anyway. Yeah. Let's go ahead and uh, see what we got here. We got, uh, Mr. Let's say, uh, it's going to be, oh, where are they? <laughs> They're here somewhere. Uh, okay. Yeah. Cro-Magnum, Mr. Q, Nico Inoki, Goldfather. And then on the uh, the next week, we'll have Bones McIntyre, Boofer the Clown, Bandit, and Corporal Punishment. Now, who did, did Pedro pick these, or did the, the managers volunteer these men? Uh, I know that, uh, you know what, I don't. <laughs> I, I, I believe that Pedro picked them, uh, but he did not mention them. Uh, I, there's a memo <clears throat> memo I have here. It's a handwritten memo, so God only knows who this came from. But uh, yeah, those, those are the big eight that are going to be in that whole tournament. So, And you're telling me that... At the end of the day, whoever loses is fired. Yeah, they, they, uh, seven. All they have to do is win, and they're out of the tournament. They're safe. Uh, if they keep losing for that third strike, at uh, hell blue. It's it's going to be. That's it. That's all. That that's all for them. Oh my god! Well, I don't know what the hell Pedro is thinking. I mean, he's he's I definitely know. throwing his weight around. I'm not going to say that's a bad thing because uh, I mean it's good to be the king. Uh, they obviously say, but uh, yeah, it's it's this is this is a little heavy handed, I think. Well, yeah, I'm going to tell you what. From now on, you can you can uh, you, you can comment on Pedro because I'm not saying a word because <laughs> apparently I got on his bad side. I don't really know how. Like I said, I'm just. Uh, all I do is convey what I hear. It's, it's not uh, malicious rumors. I mean, it's, it's a statement's a fact. I don't know what the hell. Jeez. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah, I'm going to have to see uh, check with the mental health uh, team uh, here at the HWA because God knows we got a big enough mental health team with all the mentals we got w- working here. But uh, let's go ahead and have a look at this first round. Uh, Cro-Magnon versus Mr. Q. Uh, Cro-Magnon coming off a loss, but <laughs> not much of a loss, I'd say. Uh, Mr. Q has had his troubles, and uh, if uh, somebody... I, I think Crow, uh, Crow, that really got a wake up call with the big guy. He got some good exercise in that, and I think he's, I think he's definitely strong enough to take Mister Q. He is a champion, and uh, Mister Q is not. So I'm going to go ahead with Crow on that one. Yeah, you know, Crow put on a great performance against Nigel Zark, who was a very big man. Mister Q not quite as big, although when it comes to uh, the guys we have, almost anybody's bigger than Crow. But uh, <laughs> I agree with you. I think Crow is a savvy veteran, and uh, he's got that little bit of a mean streak to him. So I, I would, I would be, uh, be implied to. Uh, take uh, or inclined, I should say, to take Crow in this match. All right. After that, uh, we're going to the second one is going to be Nico Inoki versus the Goldfather. Now, this is an interesting combination. Nico Inoki, uh, very uh, primitive, kind of jungle style. Uh, lots of, uh, what do they call that? Brazilian uh, street fighting type of skills that he has, kind of. Uh, Goldfather, a uh, standard wrestler, brutal, tough, uh, d- takes no, you know, pulls no punches. But uh, I, I think Goldfather's, Goldfather's up there in age, and Nico's still pretty young, bounces around. I'm going to go with Nico on this one. Let's not forget that, uh, you know, I, I believe it was the Goldfather that defeated Nico Inoki for the Inner Horseman title. Ooh. Uh, if you remember that match, Nico uh, had won the match. It was his first title defense, and he dropped it to Goldfather in what I thought was a shocking upset. 
whether or not he, he learned anything from that, we'll have to find out. Uh, the Goldfather, he's a cagey veteran. He, he's one of the holdovers from, uh, you know, the, the glory days of the HWA. And uh, even though Nico is younger, I don't know. This is a toss up for me. I, I'm going to go with the experience. I'm going to take the Godfather in this match or the, <laughs> the Goldfather, I should say. I'm yeah, sorry. Uh, no, yeah. I, I didn't even think about that, that uh, defeat that he had before. So with that, uh, that'll, that'll take us our for first week. And then next week we're going to have, uh, we will discuss it at the time. Of course, Bones McIntyre is going to be taking on Bufu bandits going to be taking corporal punishment. That's going to be a hell of a match because those two, they, 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 they're at each other's throats, but, uh, don't not to get ahead of ourselves after the middle match. We have the women's championship match. It's going to be Katie bang versus BT goth. BT, she's just a tough chick, man. <laughs> I, yeah, she knows how to hold on to those belts with the best of them. Uh, knows how to take the belts from the big ones, obviously. Uh, the very first time this was awarded. Katie Bang, starting to get better. Still not quite as polished as she once was. I got to I gotta go with BT on this. You look at this matchup and you see uh, Katie Bang, the the KG veteran. And of course, let's not forget, uh, she has the megalomaniac uh, Aaron Varhula in her, <laughs> in her corner. Oh, she, no, actually, she has uh, the, the Kelly Boom in her corner. Oh, that's right. That's right. Aaron's not allowed to be in there, but uh, I'm sure Kelly learned from Aaron. So, uh, that's right. But BT God, she's got that gravedigger. And, oh, my goodness, if she gets that on, you have to, uh, it just drives your, spikes your head right into that mat. It's so tough to come back from. This is And, and, and the thing is, these both of these women uh, evenly matched, uh, both about the same size. It's not like somebody's got the big uh, size advantage on the other uh, it's not like it was, uh, you know, uh, Maggie uh, Furry Mon- uh, Woodchuck, whatever her name is. <laughs> furry Woodchuck. <laughs> <clears throat> Old bucket ass out there wrestling. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I think I'm going to go with it. Uh, I'm going to go with BT Goth. I think she's going to be uh, defending this title. It's a pay-per-view. Yeah, she as she is apt to do. Uh, after that, we'll have a first blood match here. A little, little token match for you. It's going to be Fuzz Pigman versus Fritz Von Stone. And, uh, these are two, these are two guys that have been around. Fritz von Stone has been around for damn near forever. And, uh, he's, he's got the skills, but Fuzz Pigman, he's a brutal son of a bitch. And I, I think that's going to give Fuzz the advantage here. It's a first blood match. Uh, Fritz von Stone's got the skills. He can pin you. He can pin you in the ring. He can pin you out the ring. He can make you submit. But when it comes to drawing blood, it's gotta be Fuzz. I gotta take Fuzz on that. You know, again, we talk about, you know, these gimmick matches, uh, Fritz definitely uh, one of the one of the better wrestlers that we have. Uh, again, one of the holdovers from the the old days. Uh, even though he's changed his uh, uh, name and sexual orientation, uh, <laughs> but in these flood blood, these first blood matches, anything can happen. I mean, a fluke thing, you know, it's something. It, I, I just don't know. I, I you know how I feel about these gimmick matches, and quite frankly, uh, his last few performances, Fuzz has been less than stellar. Uh, he's been out of the title picture for quite a while. We talk about his brutality, but yet in some of these matches, he just doesn't seem to show up. Hmm. Uh, again, is it a matter? Is it a matter of uh, of arrogance uh, on the part of CSE, or, or I don't know what it is. But you know, I don't know. This to me, this is a coin toss. Again, these gimmick matches, it's a coin toss. I mean, something goofy happens, you bang your head off the ring post, you start bleeding, and, and you're done. So. Uh, I, like I said, I'm not going to pick a winner. I say it's a coin toss. You just flip a coin, pick it either way. Well, if Chaz happens to use that compound that he used on his own forehead, allegedly, uh, <laughs> I think fuzz might have an, yeah, even a stronger advantage there, but, uh, we weren't, we don't want to speculate about that. Yes. Uh, but yes, again, let's, 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 let's talk. You talk about chicanery. We got the megalomaniac this time in Fritz von Stone's corner. Oh, or yeah. no, there, there were no managers during these matches, not, are there? Not, not during a first blood match. No. Well, I'm, I'm sure you're going to see if Fritz von Stone, Stone comes out with a shiny forehead, it's either been rubbed with super glue or Vaseline. 
Like Vaseline could be. Uh, well, he used like to use I said, I, you know what? I, you know, you, as soon as as soon as the bell rings, I'll flip a coin and and call it in the air. That's what I think about this match. Could be Vaseline or KY jelly, but we're going to move on to the. Uh, For God's <laughs> sake, that's the wrong end. <laughs> a television title coming up here. It's going to be. I don't be... know what the hell you guys do on a Saturday night or Friday night in Benwood, but <laughs> I mean, Jesus. Hey, we got to do something. Yeah, that's what the basement's for. A little. Uh, well, I don't want to get into it. Uh, you've seen it, but we're anyway, not even, we're not even going to get into the gift mask on this one. <laughs> no, we're we're not, not going that way. Let's talk about this uh, Gluteus Maximus versus Sabu match. It's for the television title. Winner goes on, locks in for the Hello Blue, and Gluteus Maximus. You know what? I want to. I want to be devil's advocate on this one. I just don't think Gluteus has what it takes. He doesn't have the experience. He hasn't been in a lot of matches here in the HWA. When you're talking about this, this mammoth muscle, uh, 1.1% body fat Sabu, uh, for a title for the gold. It's just uh, Gluteus. No, I'm sorry. Not going to happen. Sabu, the winner in this one. You know, I look at this match and I say to myself again, as you pointed out, I think it was last week, how the Admiral's fleet turns it up to 11 heading into these pay-per-views. Mm. In, la- in the last pay-per-view, they went in and went defending three of the titles, and uh, you're going to have Deuce on one side, Chaz on the other, and, and Sabu is a very big man, but you know Gluteus Maximus, this he's a- also a very big man, very powerful, very muscular, and quite frankly, he's he's been uh, he- you can't get a- you can't really get a handle on him because he hasn't rest- even though he's been here a while, he hasn't wrestled a whole lot of matches, mm-hmm. so you don't really have a whole lot of uh, you know a sample to look at. Uh, I think this is going to be an entertaining match. And it's another one of those matches where if Sabu loses, I would not be surprised. Crazy things happen, especially leading up to the pay-per-view. I mean, there's so much pride. There is so much on the line to be that champion defending going to the pay-per-view, uh, not only for the for the individual wrestler, but also for these these managers that, that want to, you know, be, be, we all say that, you know, I always say that Chaz prides himself on being the manager of champions. And, you know, there was a time there where CSE, they, they were they were in a bad way. I don't think they had one title in the stable. They've, they've started to come back now. Now they got they got two of the three uh, singles titles. And, uh, you know, I'm sure Chaz would like to get Masada or Morning Glory holding that women's title picture uh, to bring some more gold back. And, and let's not count out the, the maniacal medics uh, who held on to those tag titles for a few weeks. But it's going to be an interesting match. Uh, I'm going to pick Sabu only because I, I, I think that, 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 that Chaz is going to will him to victory. And he is just such a, you know, ever since he came back all those, all those months ago uh, with, with the bulked up uh, physique, I think he gained about 30 pounds of muscle and he's just a monster. And I think he's a man on a mission to prove a lot of people wrong. And uh, I'm going to take Sabu in this match just because I think uh, the the matter, and I will tell you this, not that this is confirmed. This is just something that's been floated out there in the air. Uh, We all talk about Sabu and his age. And and he's one of the, he's one of the charter members of, of, of the HWA. And, uh, you know, I I feel that maybe if he goes into this pay-per-view as a defending champion and maybe he defends that title, uh, I think there's a good chance he may may retire as a champion, uh, go out on top. That could be. Uh, If that's in his plans, I think he's going to will himself to victory. But we'll see what happens. I think it's going to be an entertaining match. Uh, Certainly, you know, these managers are going to be involved. Uh, We we know Chaz likes to uh, distract so to speak. And w- w- if Jimmy Fong's calling the action, like I said, he's a net. He's easily distracted. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Well, think- is there any word? Is there any word on a, a, a new referee for this pay per view? Yeah, we- Kangaroo Jones or, or anybody? We, we are we in negotiations? We heard that uh, Kangaroo Jones that his contract will not be fulfilled until the start of the new season. Uh, if we if we're able to get Jimmy Fong out of there, we most definitely will. Unfortunately, we have to fall back on Leonard Burke. Uh, but he is a, he is a 
skilled referee. He's been here since the start. And I, I think this is his last chance to, to show, to switch it around, to show he's worthy of working for the HWA. If he, if he fails or if he doesn't become a stellar referee, he's going to be out of here. We're going to get uh, kangaroo Jones or Mickey, uh, uh, coming in from the, for the HWA. But, uh, as far as Jimmy Fong goes, we are, we're going to be working our damnedest to get him out of there. So, well, according to Saul, if we can pr prove, uh, you know, negligence or gross incompetence, which I think all you got to do is show the videotapes of what we've seen in the past weeks. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be uh, compiling something to send off for that one. Yeah, well, I, I think there's, but, but again, it all comes down to the man in charge. Uh, well, I'm not going to criticize Pedro. I've had enough. I'm not getting in any more trouble. Apparently I'm in trouble. So, uh, <laughs> it's, it, it, at the end of the day, it's Pedro and the board of directors. Uh, decision. If they feel this man's incompetent, they can press the issue. But if they feel he's doing a good job, they're not waiting to do about it. Well, Leonard's going to be hanging around for a little while anyway. But uh, th things will things will change come the new season, which restarts. Uh, we will be having a December eighteenth that you'll be able to see. But up until now, we still got a few more weeks. We still got the big pay per view. Stick around with us. And with that, let's go ahead and uh, get rid of the sign off here as usual. Well, I do have I, I do have one thing. You know. We, we, we have our, our, our rotation of the, the cities that we visit for our events. Uh, is there any chance of, of us having a, you know, a, a right in the T show somewhere in the Montana area where maybe I can come in and <laughs> do a guest shot? I mean, I know we're a little bit far away from the East coast, but we have some lovely cities. We got Livingston, we got Billings, we got Bozeman. We got, uh, you know, a lot of nice places. We're here gonna in, here in Montana, we're going to have to see if we can get, uh, even if we can't do it right in the teeth, if the, if the lawyers won't let us do that, we might end up with an auxiliary show, uh, that might fill the blanks on some weeks and, uh, we'll have to see we can send it out in Montana. So <laughs> it'd be nice and, uh, well, flat out there. Well, I tell you what, if we, if we can get out this one, uh, one out this way, we'll put you up here at the ranch. You can maybe share the cabin with Gene. I'm sure you two would get along famously. Okay. No, I just heard that no, we are not going to be able to do any shows in Montana, uh, for that reason, yeah, well, yeah, don't say that. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, we're gonna we're gonna see what we can do anyway. But yeah, Montana, lovely place and uh, a lovely home. Thanks for sharing that on Facebook. Well, it's a, it's a lovely place, but you don't want to come out here like past the end of November because, quite frankly, it gets balls cold. And uh, you know, like I said, I posted on the old uh, Facebook page some some pictures of the new ranch. But you know, when when, when winter time comes uh, after Christmas, I usually head off. To, I got a little beach house down there in Florida that uh, I'll be spending some time with and. Uh, I don't know if Gene's going to come with me or not. I might just leave him up here until he gets snowed in, for Christ's sake. It might be the best thing for him. <laughs> It'd be like the Donner part of the only he's got to eat. He got himself to eat. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Dude, he would take that in a direction we don't want to go right now because it's the end of our show. But uh, with that. Maybe he get, maybe get Miss Ellie to come out and visit him here after her ill-fated trip to the bingo <laughs> lunch hall when the guy was stripping, for God's sake. And she might have penis shell shock. I'm not sure. That's, that doesn't go away easily from what I hear. <laughs> But, well, uh, from what I hear, from what I hear, Gene's penis is so small you could a peanut shell on a rubber band for a jaw strap. But I'm not going <laughs> to spread rumors. Oh, good Christ! <laughs> Cue the music, dude. Will you? Thank you. Uh, yeah, this is uh, the Ben Show 40. Ah, what the hell are we on? The hell with it. I don't care. But uh, before we sign off, any closing words? There, CR. Well, no, it's always a pleasure. I tell you what, I love the hell out of doing this podcast and. Uh, Jesus, I just like to know what I did to piss Pedro off, for God's sake. I'm just, I, I'm just, I consider myself an unbiased announcer, and I call it down the middle, but apparently he's a little bit upset. I'm going to have to I'm gonna have to head down to the bar and uh, see if Gene doesn't drink me dry and have a couple of Moscow mules to calm down. <laughs> well, try to stay off his bad side. Until then, we'll talk to you next week. Anchor.fm slash HWA Rules, HWA This is Keys. Thank you for joining us.